fellow Zeros. Thank you for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that gets a rash from oysters. I'm your host, Joe, and I brought with me three, that's right, three members of the Cobalt Club. Talk to you about the movie The Shadow. We've got sequel. The podcast that has a sudden craving for Peking Duck. Corey. The podcast where next time you get to be on top. And special guest from the Ghost in the Cloud podcast, John. The only podcast where the sun is shining, but the ice is slippery. That's good. I had two others, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I will mention it up, dude. The only podcast that psychically is very well endowed. And the only podcast that knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men. That was a perfect time cough. (laughs) (laughs) Squeeze it right in there. Right in. Before we get down to business, though, that was all your honorable mentions, right? You guys are good? Cool. We have a review on iTunes. Woo! Yeah. It's from Kaswa. Kaswa. And it's entitled, What a Show. Kaswa writes... These cats know how to put on a show. I always enjoy a good side quest, and the guys know how to get good and sidetracked. <laughs> always entertaining, especially on a bad movie day. So thanks, Kaswa, for those all five stars as and a, the review. As a listener, that's a very fair review. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen. Come for the movie review. Stay for the sidetrack. There you go. That's what we I've been watching. Say well, let's get into out. it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Corey, what'd you watch? Oh, I know you wanted me to go first this week. I did. I want you to go first. And apparently it is a big week for you, so fuck me, right? It is a big week. Strap in. First of all, I I finished Sneaky Pete. Good? It's good. Season two is definitely not as good as season one. I wish shows that have a really good season one would just call it quits at that. Like, there's no shame in having a really good first season of a show, or only season of a show, I guess, at that point. I mean, you've got shows like Firefly. I know they want I money. We have one season and it's spectacular. Yeah. Heroes, so. had you stopped at one? Would have been golden. Maybe, I don't know. With a show like Sneaky Pete, does the the, uh, the gimmick kind of get old? They use less of the gimmick. So it's like, the first season he's just a con man, so you get to learn, I mean, he's still a con man in both seasons, but you learn about all like specific con man tricks and stuff, and in season two they really tone it down, and they're focused on like building drama within the family, and it's just not as... Do you it's think not that's as why good. it's less interesting? It's more generic, so yeah, probably a little bit. So it's like set up for a season three. Absolutely. Okay. The way they left it off, I'm sure there's going to be a season three, and I'm sure it's probably going to be not as good again. Does my boy Brian Cranston show back up in season two? No. Fuck this then. <laughs> I think he's just like an executive producer at this point. Making that producer money. I went to the theaters and I saw the movie Tag. I'm just going to say I thought it was pretty... Decent, and I'm, I'm going to let someone else talk about that. <laughs> Almost all today. Almost. And the other... Th- I watched three other movies. I watched Rocky 3. What'd you think? My quest to watch all the Rockies. Honestly, it's probably going to be an unpopular opinion. I think it's my favorite so far. Yeah, It's very unpopular opinion. Wow. <laughs> uh, I can't remember the last time yeah, I watched but, Rocky 3. But you're right. I really like... I fucking love that movie. I really like the, the story that they're telling in that one. I love his friendship with Apollo... The whole Kogan scene is fucking dumb. But besides that, <laughs> dude, the the lips is here in the flesh, baby. <laughs> Listen, like him getting his confidence built up by a bunch of like rigged fights, and then getting his shit kicked in. They're not rigged. They're, that's the they're not poor rigged. choice of words. There, they're, they're not rigged. Rocky. They chose opponents he could beat. They're lesser fighters. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he's never faced an opponent that could. 
possibly beat him. Like but a clubber not fixed. Okay. Rocky's I, on I, the up I and would, up. I would, yeah, he's on the up and up. He doesn't know what's happening. Also, if at any point you end up hearing fireworks in this episode, we're recording this the night before 4th of July, and some people have chosen to celebrate early. Sorry. <laughs> we're idiots. I fucking love the Clubber Lang fight. I love... I think it's one of the better training montages. I think this is... The training montage okay. is so good. Is this, the, is this the one where we actually get Eye of the Tiger for the first time? The only time. Yes. The only time. Yeah. This is the Eye of the... This, you can stop right there. We can end the conversation. Eye of the Tiger, Rocky Three makes it the best Rocky movie. Close the book, lock it. What's your next movie? There's two scenes in Rocky Three, and I love the Rocky movies. I've seen them all numerous times. Sure, probably two of the worst scenes in the franchise happen in Rocky Three. Is it Hulk Hogan? It's got to be Hulk Hogan. No. It's got to be one of them. Really? It's the acting that Sylvester Stallone does when Mick passes away. Is an audible crying. It's comical after you see it, like, more than once. I mean, that's fair. I, I thought it was fine, but I've only seen it the one time. I don't go into a Sylvester Stallone movie to see his emotional <laughs> depth. It's, no, but this is, like, really bad. I, like, this is, like, I, oh, you're not it's wrong. In, inaudible. Like, you know what, you know what the funny thing is? You're not wrong, and I forget that Sylvester Stallone does anything in that movie, because when Mick dies, I'm a fucking mess. Mm. I'm I'm personally messing. I'm I'm more concerned about how I'm going to move on from Mick and Apollo and Rocky running on the beach together and splashing around the water. <laughs> oh, is it? So so oh, come on, come on! You're gonna sit here. He achieved his goal. Time out, time out, though. You're gonna critique that scene and think that the volleyball scene in Top Gun is okay? Yes. Get the fuck out of here! Absolutely. Get the fuck out. I- Apples and oranges scene, here. It's, 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 it's a little much. The running on the beach scene. What? The running on the beach scene is a little much. It's transferring. Have you ever tried running on the beach? That's fair point. Shit's fucking hard, man. It is really hard. I did it once. I tried doing some cross training on the beach during a summer before wrestling season. I got from one staircase down to the beach to the next one was like, fuck this shit. Walked up to the boardwalk and finished my run that way. I tried running on the beach to get to new Pokestops when I was playing Pokemon Go when it first came out. Oh, nice. There you go. Mistake. Yeah. Probably, probably slowed down the second time because he's like, you know what? I'm just sick of doing this. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no, he didn't. Way. He's got to train them right. They're best friends now. He also, probably has a friend who's not like... You useless. also get the freeze frame ending. Yeah. That's yeah. that's probably the most iconic part of that movie. It is. is the and ending. it's weird, too, just picking it apart. The final fight scene is three rounds. And the round three is like, seems like it's 20 minutes long. <laughs> they don't go to four, five, six. Nope. It's the only. It's the full round we get. It's, it's I don't know, the timing in the fights are weird, because like in Rocky 1, 15 rounds pass like it's nothing. Right. Well, that's because they're running out of money to shoot the movie. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I watched other movies. <laughs> Rocky 3, I enjoyed. I watched Tropic Thunder. Yes. That, was, that was the second time I've seen that one. <laughs> That movie's really weird. It is really weird. <laughs> but I think it's Robert Downey Jr.'s best acting job. Yeah, it's so, he is so good in that. He's really... He plays like three roles in that movie. He's nominated for Best Supporting yeah. Actor in that what movie. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, <laughs> you people? That's... You know what the funny thing is? For a movie that... For all intents and purposes, was a flop, right? Mm-mm. No, I think it did well. Oh, it did, it did well? I, I thought it didn't it did do well. very well. Yeah. Well, for a movie that... Had such high, like, actors. And yeah, and, like... Yeah, it's a star-studded cast, it's even cameos. Yeah. Like, man, 
But, like, I, I don't know, I, I didn't watch the previews for Tropic Thunder and think, this is going to be a movie <laughs> that gets quoted for a long, long time. I didn't think that he, I saw it in theaters. Yeah. I haven't seen it since theaters. But there are two separate parts of that, both Robert Downey Jr. lines, that are quoted constantly. It's you never go full yeah. retard, and, uh, the who you call a new people. Mm-hmm. That the. It's crazy. Yeah. Out of a Jack Black movie, guys. This is a Jack Black movie. Well, no, no, it's not. I'm not willing to call it a Jack Black movie. I most certainly am. But no, when he's uh, when he's talking about preparing dinner, Robert Downey <laughs> Saucier. I, I, I used to be a saucier. <laughs> <laughs> Buy some crawfish. <laughs> call up some of them greens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was an Australian. Yes, yes, he was an Australian he playing a. On. He went full on blackface. Black he got like skin pigmentation yeah. surgery. Right. Wow. He was to like play a southern black general. <laughs> but not he, general. But he was like older. he he was essentially like ripping on the crazy method actors like Daniel Day Lewis or Edward Norton, right. Jared Leto for that. Movie. I was gonna say Jared Leto. Don't get me started. Yeah, Jared Leto. We won't. We don't have time. Save we'll Jack. Stupid ass Jack. <laughs> Give me one time. You m- 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 make me happy. <laughs> uh, and the last movie I watched was Top Gun. Nice. Wow. That's uh, one of nice. mine this week. Nice. I've never seen it before. You've seen it Wow, many you've times. never seen it before? That no, was my first oh, time. Oh, here we go. The movie's alright. <laughs> I didn't realize, like, I know the joke about Danger Zone being in the movie a lot. I think that movie only has rights to two songs, and it's Danger Zone and the song they play in all the love scenes. Take my breath away. Sure. And she's lost all love and feeling. Oh, I, yeah. And that's great true. balls of fire. Way to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Four songs then, but I only remember the two because they played them at least three times each. But we were inverted. Watch it again. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Once was enough? Wow. You didn't enjoy it? I just watched it. Okay. I'm going to give it some time to percolate. <laughs> there is a second one coming out, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Is Val Kilmer in that? Yes. Sweet. And Miles Teller <laughs> just signed on as Goose's son. Ooh. Did he? Yeah. You know what? I feel about that. With any hope, honest guy, with any hope, Val Kilmer getting cast in this will give him... The excuse he needs to get back into shape. He's back he, in shape. Is he? Is yes. He, he took a mirror selfie. He's he's ready to go. Oh, thank God. That's awesome. Because he I, looked I, bad there for a while. Yeah, that's fair. He does <laughs> not look good. I personally really like Val Kilmer, and I cannot explain why, but I do. <laughs> I, I got you. Let me let me take it from, from here. Morrison. He played such a good Morrison. Sounds like, who's Morrison? Jim Morrison. He played Jim Morrison in The Doors. In The Doors. Okay. He was spectacular in that role. See, The Doors is like a, I would call it a bad movie with a great performance by mm-hmm. him. But the problem, and, and ultimately the reason he has such a good performance in that role is because prior to acting, he was the lead singer of a Doors cover band. He had experience playing Jim Morrison. Really? Yeah. That's that's surprisingly cool. Yeah. That's why he, he was like handpicked for the role. Makes sense. Good on him. You learn something new every day. I'm going to talk more about Top Gun after the podcast is over. <laughs> so, that's what I've been watching. I'm going to kick it over to John. Oh, that, that actually took me by surprise. Um, so, I've been watching two things. Tag, which I saw actually with Joe and a few other friends. And then I went and saw it again the next night. It, it was, was that good? I had so much fun watching this movie. I So, most of the movies I watch, I have an expectation. Tag, I had no expectation, and... 
I really need to figure out a way to go into all movies with no expectation. Because I had a great time from start to finish. I love I love bromances. I love movies that just like focus on friendship. And this movie just, to me, hit it out of the park. I had nothing but a good time. Now, it wasn't laugh out loud every second, but nothing but a good time watching it. And then the other thing I was watching, which is actually a recommendation for you guys, I was watching this anime called Megalobox, and it is essentially a Rocky story in anime format. And it's 12 episodes, it's quick, it's really intense, and it's surprisingly, surprisingly good. Where can we talk- I find it? Are we talking uh, hours or 30 minutes? No, 30-minute episodes. <laughs> Done. Yeah, I can do uh, that. Probably more like 22. Yeah, probably more like 22. Megalobox, you can find it on Crunchyroll, Funimation, any of their streaming. You can probably even find it on YouTube and okay. stuff like that. Cool. But yeah, it's a, it's a relatively new, it just finished, it only had one season from what I understand, 13 episodes, and it was it was awesome. Just just awesome. Check that out. Now, Corey, what did you watch? Uh, I watched Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. I'm sorry. Why? I, I, <sighs> because my fiance's father was flipping through the stations and he found it, it stopped, left it on, and I was making centerpieces for the wet. It was a bad night, guys. I like to think that when he stopped on Batman v Superman and you realized he wasn't changing the channel again, you were like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of... I it, In here, right, right up in the dome piece, yeah. I was like, why? And then the more I watched it, the more I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this... I'm going to give this a second chance. I'm going to give this a second chance. Nope, this movie is yeah, still fucking horseshit. It's pretty bad. And Matt, our fallen comrade Matt, was with me because um, his wife Lori and my fiance Pam were making centerpieces, and we were just sitting on the couch playing with the baby, watching this movie. He kept like interjecting and like, "Oh, this is this is where we find out that the black lady is actually being blackmailed." Oh, oh, this is where he has the Steppenwolf conversation. I was like. This movie is good if you put those goddamn scenes in. Good is a stretch. I, I better. Did, so at least he was good enough. Interjecting the extended version. Yes, he was telling us where he was telling me the like, bits of story they neglected to put in the actual cut of the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, they fucking cut this movie wrong. Hmm. So that being said, it was still a very hard movie to watch. But the action sequences, I mean, they're action sequences. They they are what they are. They're perfectly fine. The last one's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean. Outside of Doomsday literally looking like a Mordor troll, I, I'm fine. And I also watched Gladiator. Nice. I watched Gladiator for the first time in a couple of years now. I haven't seen it in a long time. Were you entertained? I was so entertained. The one thing I picked up this time around that I don't think I had ever picked up before was how obvious the score was. So it's Hans Zimmer that does the score for this movie, correct? I believe... It's whoever did the Pirates of the Caribbean score. That I know for sure. I, know. I feel like it's Hans Zimmer. You might be right. Hans Zimmer. Perfect. Sequel with the win. Yep. And he's the one that did Pirates of the Caribbean, correct? Let's find out. <laughs> you don't have to. We're already in the rabbit hole. Positive. He's positively not a Jeff Zana- Zanelli? Zanelli? I never is it him. really? I can never take your word again. Inspired by All I know is that if you... Re- guys... Do yourselves a favor, rewatch the bat- the quote unquote Battle of Carthage scene from Gladiator and tell me you don't hear the Pirates of the Caribbean music, because it sounds near identical. That would require no, it's, me. It's, you're right, it's Hans Zimmer. Oh, okay. Because right. it's good. Yeah. Thank God. I don't have to listen to anything, though. You should still watch that scene. It's fine. <laughs> How dare you? An award winning performance by Russell Crowe. 
My, the point is, Hans Zimmer's, like, thumbprint is all over Gladiator. Like, I remember Gladiator having, like, this, like, really beautiful, epic score to it. And then I get to the Battle of Carthage, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is the theme song to Pirates of the Caribbean. It's fucking crazy. Hans Zimmer got lazy when he was doing Pirates. <laughs> oh, he did. It was just like, we'll use Gladiator again, it's fine. <laughs> Well, the thing was, it didn't fit for Gladiator. Now that I've listened to it, I was like, I feel like this music is You're wrong. not on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Johnny Depp and his dreadlocks? Where are they? But, anyways, that's what I watched. Save the rum. Gladiator's still a fantastic movie, by the way. And sequel, what did you watch? Top Gun. <laughs> Which we already covered. <laughs> we did. We've covered many times on this show. I watched Days and Confused. Nice. Excellent summer movie. Is that one of your, like, start of summer movies? Yeah, that Jaws Top Gun all in the... Yeah, you gotta watch in the first... June, July. By the end of the first heat wave? That's yeah. an annual? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's impressive. That's but, a, but that's not, commitment. But not like, oh, it's June 15th, I have to right, watch it. It's right. just like, oh, okay, it's summer. <laughs> it's Days and Confused Day. <laughs> let, me, let me kick my summer off. That's, yeah. that's interesting. I watched uh, Anchorman. Okay. Because I got a good deal on it when I was at Best Buy, so I figured pop it in. Eight ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. And it came with like a within Ron, the range. It came with a Ron Burgundy like um, mug. No, um, <laughs> Sex Panther bottle. Like that's not Ron Burgundy. That's for Brian Fantana. Come on, like, I know, but still, like a date book where he has like notes in for every month. That's that's cool. Cool. Yeah, that was a nice twenty minute flip through. It was pretty funny. Oh, he wrote notes. Like he yeah. has nice. Mm-hmm. I'm sure those are pretty funny. Yeah, I should have brought it next time. I remember seeing that in theaters and thinking that was hilarious, and then when I actually went to rewatch it, I was just like, what the hell? Like, was, was I drunk? Like, I still find that movie no, funny. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I do find it funny, but I, I remember just practically crying in the theaters. Oh, yes. Yeah. Th- that's one of the movies that, um, if you watch it too frequently, it has, like... It's diminishing returns. Dimi- diminishing returns. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hard. Well, I've seen it a bunch of times on, like, TBS and FX, so watching it, like, on Blu-ray, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Sure it was much funnier, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah Uncut and not commercials. Exactly. Yeah. When they're actually allowed to use the word dirty pirate hooker, like it, it's <laughs> going to be funnier. And Tits McGee. <laughs> I'm tipped up. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> San Francisco, go fuck yourselves. San Diego. San Diego. Oof. A whale's vagina, I know, I'm sorry. Do <laughs> you mean St. Diego? No, I don't think that's right. <laughs> and lastly, I, for the second time, watched John Wick Chapter 2. Nice. nice. I just recently bought that. I haven't seen it again yet. Nice. I also recently bought it, so... <laughs> that makes sense. $15.99. You guys no, bought it. No, $9.99. Damn. That's why I bought it. I thought... <laughs> wow, that's... I feel like... Joe, I just had to be perfect still. $6. Usually, with, like, the <laughs> movies that came out, like, a year later, they bring it way down, and they slowly creeps back up. I actually... I love that movie. Uh, Joe can contest this. I also love the Kingsman movie. The mm-hmm. first one, I thought was... Just, like, blew me out of... The movie's blew my mind. Amazing. Uh, I heard they're actually coming out with a Kingsman TV series. Really? Oh, yeah. With those cat was that cast? I, don't, Not I, sure. doubt, I doubt it. Right? But it's it's, pr- it's going to be taking place in the Kingsman well, world. You know what? It doesn't matter. The only person be on that cast that matters is dead in the universe. So I'm not going to watch that. That is anyways. not true. That is 100 percent true. Elton John survived. Uh, <laughs> 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 ah, well played. Take me home. Oh. Yeah. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Yeah, he's the only Where's one that died, and he's the only one that matters. Give a shit about Eggsy. 
I Take love eggs. <laughs> did the did like rest, a son. Did the rest of you like randomly sing that song? Like when you're like, yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always sing it in like a Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not sing that song. You know, what, that's all I'm you know what the worst part is? I was binging The Office there for a while between having to throw it on to keep kids at at the high school quiet. Because the, they didn't give because the light trick doesn't work anymore. <laughs> no, they, the, the teachers don't give me anything for the kids to do. So I'm just like the office, and they're like, "Yeah," and I wanted to go. watch the office again. So now there's that scene where Andy and Dwight become friends. Oh, the dueling banjos with the- yeah, and then they start singing that song <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. right after Aaron comes in. I'm like, this scene used to be funny, and now it's just <laughs> sad. So real quick with John with chapter two because I was not on this episode. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, give us your rating, then. Oh, uh, th- th- five or six. I, yeah, that's, right? It's really good. Winston? Is he the devil? Did you no. guys discuss that at all? No, we didn't. No. I don't think he is. That scene in the park at the end was, like, confusing. Where because everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a very weird scene. Was, Everybody. Yeah, there was I, kids there. Frail old women. So, just stop, turn around, look at him. It was really strange. So it, there's a theory out there that he's the actual devil? Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I hadn't. Well, I, I, I thought of that. I googled it. It's it's a thing. See, here's the thing. I just took that moment as a way for them to show us how deep this underground yeah, like how every empire connected. is connected, and like he's and if he's the head of of that enterprise, he can arrange it so that. Everybody that's even remotely connected to it is at the park when he's having that conversation. Yeah, you I can get, easily pay people off too. That's true. Like, this yeah, guy. I get the picture, picture, but it's like <laughs> everybody stops, and it's like a eclectic group of people, yeah. like young, old. It's just really, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't want it, but I wouldn't be surprised if they put like a super, supernatural element going forward. Ooh, I don't know if I would want that though. I wouldn't want it either, but I could, I could see it. I'm really yeah, hoping I they don't. They don't. Yeah. I mean, they already tried to extend the universe with Hotel Artemis, and it we don't know. Apparently. We don't know if that's connected or not. This is Lionsgate did both movies, yeah. so. But that movie bombed, so they're not going to. Which is sad. I wanted Charlie Day to have a good. Yeah, movie I feel like movie. you put a supernatural element in there. It kind of takes away from John Wick himself. Yeah, you know? I would agree with that. The, the beauty of John Wick is that he does it on his own without any type of. And he, there are times when he's just like crawling his way out of it too, and that's just that's that's what makes that movie great. He gets hit by cars a lot, <laughs> keeps on trucking. But his pit bull's adorable. That's it for me. And that is a very long what we've been no. watching. <laughs> yeah, well, once you edit out all the bullshit, it'll be down to twenty five thirty minutes. <laughs> it's twenty five. It's now. only yeah, it's only twenty six now. Guys, time is crawling. I'm kidding. I love all of you. Aww. Thanks, Court. And I'm new here. <laughs> He's really accepting. You learned that about Court. Yeah. Let's do the movie facts for The Shadow. It's called The Shadow. It came out in 1994. It's rated PG-13. It's one hour and 48 minutes long. The director's name is Russell M- Mulcahy, I guess. Mulcahy? I don't know. He directed a lot of music videos and a lot of TV stuff. But the movies that he's directed are Highlander... Thanks for the exclamation point, you fuck. They really like Highlander. <laughs> I say this point, we just go with it. I'm trying. Highlander 2, Ricochet. No, nothing. There we go. <laughs> Blue Ice, The Real McCoy, 
Silent Trigger, Resurrection, and Give Him Hell, Malone. There might have been other ones in there that I missed. He's got a lot of IMDb credits, but most of them are music videos and TV, like I said. The Shadow Stars, Alec Baldwin, John Lone, Penelope Ann Miller, Peter Boyle, Ian McKellen, Tim Curry, Jonathan Winters, and Sab Shimano. Shimono. Sab Shimono. The budget for the... I'm sorry, Mr. Shimono. <laughs> the budget was $40 million. It grossed $48 million. $32 million of that was domestic. As far as the scores for the movie go, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 35%. Certified. We're in the shadow, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Swinimus. <laughs> ah, crickets. Fireworks? No fireworks for that one? <laughs> they were not happy. Audience score, 44%. IMDb, 6.0 out of 10. Metacritic, who the hell knows, could not find it. Well, that says all you need to know right there. When you search The Shadow, so many other movies come up. <laughs> but not The Shadow. <laughs> Did we also uh, have the thing where they searched The Shadow and The Phantom came up? No, I mean, it's under, like, people also watched. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Those are the movie facts for The Shadow. Let's do our general spoiler-free thoughts. Sequel. Should I tell my story now or no? That is entirely up to you. Does it have any spoilers in it? No. Then yes. Alright, so I've never seen this movie before. This is my first time seeing it. When I was a kid, we used to go to Blockbuster as a family, like every weekend. My parents would pick out a movie, and me and my sister would have to pick out a movie. And we'd have to agree on a movie. Oof. Which was sick and sadistic, because we never agreed on anything. <laughs> so it'd be a fight every single time. But they're very fond memories. But I remember this one in particular, because the week The Shadow came out, to Blockbuster. Little Giants also came out. I wanted to see Little Giants, obviously. She was like, no, I want to see The Shadow. So, <laughs> we fought, we fought, we fought. And my dad's like, alright, I'm just going to flip a coin if you guys can't decide. I won the flip. And in the middle of Blockbuster, she kicked me square in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Down and out. <laughs> I want to make a joke. But I can't. Spoiler. What? Why? I was going to say, was it less painful than seeing The Shadow? No! <laughs> but yeah, that was, I don't know, that. whenever I hear The Shadow, I think of that moment. <laughs> so this movie's already screwed over for you. You're right. I mean, you were right in your so wait, so wait, you're telling me that this movie was a dick punch before you even fucking put it on? Pretty much. I wow. mean, I, we'll get into it later, but this this movie's weird. I don't know what they were going for. It has a lot of tone problems. Um, uh, it's in the same um, realm as, like, The Phantom, Rocketeer, and um, Dick Tracy. I feel it's like that historical, campy, corny fantasy movie. But I would say that this is the worst one out of all the ones I just mentioned. May I interject? Do you like it better than uh, The Phantom? The Phantom I enjoyed more. I would say I had more fun watching that than The Shadow. I saw this as a kid. I remember liking it as a kid, but as a kid I have no real, you know, say on what movies are good and whatnot. Yeah, we all did when we were kids. <laughs> as, a, as an adult, although I enjoyed watching it, there's no way you could ever say this is a good movie. I think there are parts that could be good, but somehow together they end up this, and it just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's right. it, yeah. Corey, what do you think? I have to mirror John here and uh, say that when I was a kid, I, my 
earliest memories of the shadow were going to the li- the local library, and if I got like three books, I was allowed to take out a movie, and. I got home, I would throw the books across the room, <laughs> and pop the movie. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's a smart play by, the, by your parents, though. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. But, I mean, even if I was reading the books, I was reading the books with the movie on. But this was one of them, and this is one I rented a number of times. For whatever reason, when little Corey loved this fucking movie. Adult Corey watched this movie wondering what the fuck was wrong with me when I was a child. I ADHD. I... I remembered the weird dancing knife thing vividly <laughs> and fucking loved it. I watched it yep. this time. I was like, it's still okay, but this isn't, this isn't good. Nothing about this movie is good, guys. Not a fucking thing. And that's my general <laughs> thought about this movie. In the Shadow's defense for me, I haven't been sleeping great, so I was tired <laughs> when I was trying to watch this movie. I almost fell asleep twice during it. You but have I'm not sure if that was the movie or because of my sleeping pattern. But this movie, no, it's not very good. This movie's really lazy. Yes. There's one thing in this movie I absolutely am furious about and could not stand. And other than that, everything else is like cool ideas but poor execution. That's fair. I would put this. I would this. I enjoyed watching this less than the Phantom, but I think the acting in this is better than in the Phantom. I would agree with that. I think it's the same style. Oh, it's definitely yeah, the, yeah. along the same lines in style. Yeah. But if I was to, if if you were to put a gun to my head and be like Billy Zane or Alec Baldwin, I would say Alec Baldwin. I might say Billy Zane. Yeah, no. I like the <laughs> comparing the two villains. I hate. I hate this villain. I but I liked his acting style. Like I. I don't know, man. You mean bad, but not over the top? But, like, I just remember that scene in The Phantom when, like, with the... Oh, my God! Amazing! It's amazing! Stupendous! (laughs) Phenomenal! It's amazing! (laughs) All right, before we get too much into the specifics and also The Phantom again for some reason... (laughs) (laughs) How the fuck did we end up here? (laughs) We should warn you that from here on out we're going to be spoiling The Shadow, so if you haven't seen The Shadow yet, or I guess The Phantom, because who knows... (laughs) Here's your last chance to get out spoiler-free to go see this gem from 94. And from here on out, spoilers, let's go. So the Shadow is like a Jedi Batman? Is that fair? Um... He can control people's minds. He gets to trust your instincts, freaking comment. He can move stuff with his mind. He can move that knife with his mind. And and he's, he's, a little, a, he's a little more supernatural than Batman ever was. So Batman moves around in the shadows, right. quote unquote, mm-hmm. whereas this guy actually gets to become essentially Misty Shadow. Right, but he's like a vigilante at nighttime. So yeah, yeah. in that yeah. very similar to Batman. There is. There's actually a really cool uh, comic series that came out recently. It's two six part issues with Batman and the Shadow together. Okay. And you find out the Shadow has actually influenced Batman's life quite a bit because he takes on all these various roles. And Bruce Wayne Batman kind of has like a, like a, he can't believe that this man, Lamont Cranston, has been in his life so, so vividly and without him realizing. I was and always he, there. He also Bruce. can't, so he can't take, he can't believe like the supernatural that he's being able to pull off and stuff. It's, it's surprisingly good. There's two separate series. Sounds good. Yeah. They are very similar to Millionaire Playboys and. It's a ran, familiar archetype. Yeah, yeah, ran away from home, never came, or or left home and never came back until became a warlord yeah. and an opium 
opium den. Yeah. Right? I, dude, opium, can we yeah. let's can we start at the beginning? Can we tear right into that yeah. bullshit right now? I have so many problems with the quote unquote time period that this is all happening in. That's my least problems I, with that series of events. But go on. I I can't. Like, what? Okay. What war? What war is this? World War One. Supposed to be World War One. Yeah. It's after World War One. Okay, maybe maybe it's just a history nerd in me and slash socialist teacher. Who was in Asia during World War One? Lamont Cranston. Zero. Zero of World War One happened in Asia. I thought All that Quiet was. on the Western Front happened on the edge of Russia. Never went in there. Never the fuck are you doing in deep Asia where there are opium plants? I don't know. He saw I, an opportunity. I, I guess. How? <laughs> I I, again, it's just I, I'm my history nerd popped yeah, up. And we, have, like, we have no backstory in this. this no, is no, we just go. Yeah. And and the thing is, and I think the problem is in a world where American gangster exists, where it made a ton of sense. Oh, we're going to utilize America being in Vietnam to get to their opium dens to bring that shit back to America. Hearing about it as a World War One event, I'm like, nope. I'm I'm not okay. Bigger issue. Our protagonist is a bag of shit human being. He really is. <laughs> That's the whole backstory of the shadow though. He he is this scum of the earth yeah. that is given a chance of redemption because they the the monks see like that in his truest heart, like he wants to be good. And that's what they, they set him on this path to to redeem himself, but he's actually trapped in this sort of state forever. I think in the comics I think he's actually somewhat immortal. Uh, or at least he doesn't age to a degree. So was this kind of Spawn-ish? Would we say that this is a little Spawn-ish? I try not to think about Spawn ever. Just throw in all the bad movies we can. He's not dead. But what I mean but, is... What like, I, but, yeah, but the same concept the where you're a piece of shit human, so we're going to... Was Spawn a piece of shit, though? No. Yeah, he no. was a fucking murderer. He was a murder. He was a gun for hire. He was a mercenary, but he kind of tried to take down bad people. Possibly in the context context of the movie, I I got led to believe that he's a... But back to the shadow. Yeah, that's right. So I I understand, like, what they're going for, and that's a terrible way to get me to root for the protagonist in the story, is just to show me how horrible of a person he is. Yeah. We can redeem him. But he's already committed countless atrocities. (laughs) I mean, the 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 first introduction is, if you kill me, my brother's gonna come... Uh, uh, I'm gonna take your right hand man and like threaten to kill him. Shoot through him. That was like one of his first lines in the movies. You were like a father to me. Shoot through him. Yeah, he's a garbage human being. He's a fucking awful person. I couldn't get over those fingernails. (laughs) (laughs) Why were they painted? I don't know. (laughs) It legitimately looks like how a fair amount of people wear their fingernails today. He was like a really dumbed down male version of Lady Deathstrike. Ooh, interesting. There's the scene where... Or Casanova Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah there it is. A bad version of Casanova Frankenstein. <laughs> that's a new... That's... Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a scene where it cuts to him, and it's like a front shot, and he's... I guess he's on a horse, and he has, like, blood across his face, and he's just screaming. Could... I I, start, I burst out laughing. That was the... Uh, his dream sequence. Yeah, yeah later yeah. on, but I like burst out laughing. When they, oh, yeah, when they yeah. show, like, Genghis, Genghis Khan or Genghis Khan's... Living relative Tom Khan. It's not Tom Khan. His name's not Tom, but but he he makes a mention of it, like it was right after that restaurant scene where he's like, 
oh, you did the raid on such and such a place. And then that night he had that nightmare. Right. And you're right. It, it gets there. I'm like, why? Are we it's such a, such a just... weird shot of Alec Baldwin. Long hair. Yeah. Blood strung across his face. Just screaming at it the It looked the like he... The thing is, it's not exactly across his face so much as it's like around his yeah, mouth right. area. As, as, if he like... as if he's a fucking vampire and just yeah. ripped out a dude's jugular. Maybe he did. Possible. So his work as the Shadow is both his uh, his redemption and his penance. Like, it's... It's meant to be a forever thing. You need to repay the... Good. That makes me feel a little bit better about it. I actually really like the character of the Shadow. Um, and Like I, I said, cool ideas, not great execution. Yeah, exactly. so. Good candidate for a remake, right? I was actually going to yeah, guess I would, that. I, I would say so. I would I would see a remake of this. All right, well, let, let's, let's... Cast it. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. That was quick. I think I think it would be an interesting... Because you need that character who's... I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal could easily play that person who has that terrible backstory just like where he's killed and done terrible things in an attempt to redeem himself. I see Jude Law doing that better. That's also fair. Uh, but we also I'll say just... McAvoy. <laughs> McAvoy's <laughs> a good outstanding. choice. That's better than Mac- my pick. I was going to say uh, Christian mm-hmm. Bell. Yeah. That's so much like The problem is at this point like given what we've gotten already there's no way you put Christian Bale in this, in this role and people aren't like is this just... Batman light? But I could see, like, um... <laughs> it's inter- with it's the over-the-top aspect of it, like a little of, um... American Psycho, Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Christopher Nolan directing, though, with Christian Bale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I feel like I've seen this movie before. I would totally, 100% be in a theater to see a remake of The Shadow. Yeah, I'd watch I it. Think oh, the ca- I think the character I mean, we would for this really, show anyway. Really interesting character. Probably an interesting Netflix series, too. I don't know how far the Shadows universe goes, but uh, if it's extensive... He's DC, right? Because you said I think he he's Batman. DC now. Oh, okay. Uh, originally, I think it actually was uh, audio over the radio. The yeah, yeah there was a radio show, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's. I think he's DC now. He was in the Batman comics, so... A lot of times we criticize... Um, superheroes that we know their origin movies doing it over and over again this is one of the rare instances where I think we kind of need more of a backstory I agree so, so with a Netflix series you can actually spend one or two episodes of him yeah, becoming make it a little bit right. like the cape I think that would be oh, a the solid cape. show yeah. but make it a little darker you know hmm. that would work ah oh, the cape yeah you gotta cape? see how he becomes a warlord or like just or why just, like, <laughs> have like a good portion of the first season like him at that temple training. Like, that's kind of what I wish was in the movie. Yeah, I, wish, I wish they had some kind of training. This is brings me to the thing that I hate the most about this movie in the entire world. He goes to the temple. He's like, I'm going to turn you whatever. They have the fight with the dagger or whatever. Cuts to a black screen. They put text on the screen. I hate that, too. Yeah. Lamont Cranston learned from the... Telemouche? Tukamouche? Hold on, I got his name. Tukla? 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 Toku? Toku. Toku? Toku? It's, it's, it's T-U-L-K-U. Yeah. Tolka. Tolka. So he learned from him, <laughs> and they put it on the screen what he learned and, like, his rigorous training. I'm like, that's the laziest filmmaking I've ever seen in my entire life. You're missing one of the biggest fucking problems with that moment. If it's what's in the text, like, Forgotten Blind Rage. Oh, um, yeah, okay. Um, the last line in that text that gives you Blind Rage Are is... This New York City? No, I don't give a fuck if they diss New York City. That don't mean shit That's to like me. That's the last line, though, I believe. No, the last line is almost a pure ripoff of a fucking Star Wars movie. They call it a layer of villainy. 
I hear layer of scum and villainy. That's really funny. And that's literally what Obi-Wan Kenobi says about... I. Yeah. I must have... Like, I was reading that. I was like, this is boring. <laughs> like, I was no. reading it, and I literally turned to my fiance and I was like, oh, it's more size like... <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't even. Yeah, the, the I didn't last, register the words. The last yeah. three words it's are layer of, or the last sentence is layer of villainy called dot 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 comes up bridge New York City. He says layer of villainy. I was like, you definitely should be sued for that. How did Lucas let that shit slide? It was a little bit yeah. funny, a little bit sad. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. There's a song in there somewhere. <laughs> So, a little backstory on the shadow, if you don't mind. Like, yeah. Lamont Cranston's actually not the original character. It's another guy who actually steals the identity of Lamont Cranston from the actual Lamont Cranston. And, like, that guy is... So he kept like, continues in. He, yeah, he pretty much just takes over his life to fulfill his duty as the shadow, which is just like, I'm trying to redeem myself, but, you know, I kind of need this... I just I thought that was ridiculous. That was original. Thing. So I don't know if that's currently what canon is, but uh, <laughs> we're we're gonna let Lamont Cranston continue <laughs> to be a warlord called Inca. I'm just gonna take over as him here in New York. That's actually that's a better story, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's so much better of a story. Inca decides like right, I'm done being a warlord. I'm gonna go back to being a rich kid in New York. Comes back, this dude playing Lamont Cranston, also the Shadow. Come on, where's that movie? Uncle Wayne, right? I'm back now. <laughs> but it's me! But you can't be you, he's you. <laughs> Hold on, let me duck into the shadow. You mentioned the budget earlier, and this movie f- looks, to me, really cheap. Yeah. yeah. Like, incredibly cheap. Well, it's it's 94, because right, the visuals at the time were very impressive. Every, every piece of literature I've read about this movie says that the movie was very good visually, and it, it kind of is. I give, I give that. I get that. But, like, the set pieces felt like Hollywood set pieces. And I feel like that was a choice. Because, again, there are moments... That knife, for example, that weird dancing knife that grows, like, six legs at one point. Yeah. yeah. It's... It actually looks pretty fucking good, considering. Yeah. And I think that those set pieces, I think that all of that style of visual, and even some of the acting performances we get in this, are specifically made and designed to give you that 20s noir feel. 30s. Okay. 30s. Yeah. Yeah. That time period. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. But that 20s or 30s noir feel. Like, that's... I, I feel very strongly that that was a choice they made and not a budget constraint. I also think the people in charge of the accounts were like we can do set pieces or we can do special effects. Which one do you want? Special effects. Yeah, let's do special effects. They should have spent some on fake blood though. There was a shocking lack of blood in this movie. And it is a PG-13 movie so there should have been more. The one scene where they shoot the guards with that crossbow and then um the uh, main actress, Penelope Ann Miller, yes. sees the guards down on the... There's no blood. They get shot, shot with the crossbow. There should be a pool of blood around them. I had a problem with that. And then the shadow gets daggers thrown at him, and he cleans up a wound. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't care but for that. But he was shot like the, ne- like the next scene. Where was he shot? The other shoulder? I have no idea. He, no, because <laughs> he, got, he got the crossbow in each shoulder, I think. He has hit... Like I'm pretty sure up until the final fight, like exclusively in the shoulders. Yeah, but my again, my bigger problem is 
your superpower is fucking useless if while a shadow you can still be hurt. Yeah, it looks like seven years of training and he seems like he has not gotten this down really. He's so not very good at he's it. He's not really invisible, he just has the appearance he alters of people's yeah, perceptions. He alters, he's, so he's, he's there. He's psychic, so he, he's oh, there. He's just alternate. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing that is seen is his shadow. Which brings me to a fairly large problem. If that is the case, then, that final, the last time we see Tim Curry before he fucking takes a swan dive, he turns the Tommy gun with a flashlight, the shadow is there, and, again, throughout the movie, every time you find the shadow... If you shoot it, it, it gets hurt. Well, he, he's learned, yeah. finally. Yeah, there's definitely, like, they show it as he's learning, especially, like... So, in that, so in that scene, he's suddenly when not... When he's taunting him with the there. shadow in all the corners of the room, yeah, he's, well, like, he's not actually... He's okay, I, I missed that, that He's probably standing thing. in front of a light somewhere. Yes. <laughs> if you think about, like, the progression of the movie, especially, like, the scene where he meets Khan in the uh, restaurant... And okay. they both shoot at each other, and the bullets hit. They both right. completely shocked by it. Mm-hmm. Like, how is that possibly? How did that possibly happen? I feel like it's a it's a gradual it's a gradual thing with his powers. Like he's getting better as he uses them. Those first seven years were all practice. <laughs> that moment when the bullets hit, all I could think of is wanted. Same. Yeah. Yep. I was like, oh look, it's a wanted scene. That scene in the restaurant <laughs> is actually my favorite scene of the movie. Which one? The scene in the restaurant. I think that's the most well-acted scene in the movie, too. Just the dialogue back and forth, I think, is the best dialogue we get in that movie. It's You know what? Any time when it's strictly those two not in a, in a particular fight scene, I, I'll, I'll give it. Just them talking back and forth, where he's but like, even you, the, you sent someone to kill me. No, I sent her to die. And she's like, you didn't kill her? Why didn't you kill her? Like, to, to trust your instincts, comment. I, I just like the back and forth that they had. You're Yinko. You're but I But I'm... Equally okay with the first time that the shadow goes down to his sanctum and Khan shows up there and that exchange. Outside of the weird American bourbon comment, I, I'm perfectly fine with that scene too. I, yeah. I I'm offended as a bourbon drinker <laughs> that they just pounded <laughs> yeah, that bourbon. Yeah, uh, yeah. I actually think the the dialogue in this movie is not bad. Like I, I think the interactions are I love, like, the quips. Like, there's there's a variety of, like, just one-liners that I think are really solid. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple in there that are good. That's my issue with the tone, though. Yeah. Because, all right, like, all right, that's a kid's joke. All right, that's an adult joke. Like, who is this movie for? There who were... Watching it this time around, again, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. There are so many sexual innuendos in this fucking movie. Yes. That, I, like, I watched it and I was like... Fuck! Did my parents not like rip this out of the VCR and be like, "Okay, we're gonna take this back to the library well, now"? He's reading his books. We can't open the deal. <laughs> the, the scene when, uh, oh man, Margo Lane is in in the bed in the guest room. She oh. just happened to have her nightie on her, and she wakes up and just describes her sexual fantasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually thought that was. I had a dream too. I ripped my own face off. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love the I love the back and forth between the characters. Like I think I think the dialogue between characters is is fun, but so awkwardly executed. But I don't know. The problem there is that I don't I don't know if it's an actor problem, if it's a director problem, or if it's a dialogue problem. Like the quibs may be fine, but if they're set up to fail, which I feel like they were a lot of it, when the shadow falls off of a building with another dude. <laughs> Next time you get to be on top. Yeah, next yeah. time you get to be on top. Like, I, 
that line may have been writ- like written perfect and like in the right ri- like in the writers' room. They're like, yeah, that's fucking great. The first time Alec Baldwin fell on this dude and said, "Next time you get to be on top," they should be like, "All right, no, we need to rewrite this. This isn't gonna work." Or maybe that's what they were going for, and in that case, they were like, "Nailed it." Next scene. Yes, I, I don't know. I love Alec Baldwin too, but I, although I can't imagine who would be it, uh, the shadow, you know, if you could re, re uh, replace him. But, in '94, but like, like mm, I don't know. Like you need that kind of like than... bulky kind of character. Like he's he's not super ripped, but he's like in shape. This is pretty young Alec Baldwin. Like this is like. One of his first major roles. Seems that way. It's What's, like it's right after Glenn Gary Glenn Rose. What's crazy is that I don't think... I mean, yeah, it's clear that he's aged since, but, like, his actual face looks the same now as it did in 30... Or in this as it did in 30 Rock. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you on that one, but... I mean, that's fair. I, I, I can look at it and be like, yeah, this is Alec Baldwin. Well, so can At I, times throughout the movie, too, you're almost like, is it the same character? <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's, that's the one thing, and I'm not sure if it... It was clearly a choice, and I feel like it was a choice made by somebody like me. He was like, why don't they change the face more? It's like the big rot, the Robin problem where you just obscure the eyes and you're like, I can tell that that's still fucking Chris O'Donnell. He had like a weird dark man thing going on with his mask. Yes. Yeah, as soon as the fucking mask came, o- like the bandana came over his face, his entire upper face changed. His nose got longer. He might as well have been wearing one of those glasses with the mustache attached. Yeah. He, he like... I mean, that's part of his psychic powers, right? I assume so, but it, it's just... He, he alters perception, so yeah, why not? It's just interesting that like they actually went full born like no when he becomes a shadow he looks like a different person. I like that part yeah yeah. It, the mask doesn't look great but I like that part and I feel like they did that specifically based off of whatever was drawn originally because again the last that last moment when it's a shadow and then it kind of like fades out into essentially what's the cover of the DVD the cover of the movie it, it's a it's a photo from one of the covers of the comic books that oh, absolutely yes what do you guys think of Margot Lane? Because I, I don't know this actress well, but the whole time, just like, I don't even know if you're really required in this movie. I mean, she is and she isn't. Her father ends up making the bomb, so she has a relationship with him. And what a fucking he, hole that actor was. Yeah, Ian McKellen. If, if only they knew what type of fucking talent they had. <laughs> yeah, both Ian McKellen and Tim Curry. Yeah, uh, so I feel like, like they had no clue who these fucking people these were. Ca- these guys are brought in, and I'm just like, this is... Like, you don't even know this is Ian McKellen at this point, right? Yeah. Like, you don't... This is that's, Magneto. Don't, that's don't a fucking ma- is, I'm not the Magneto. at this point, because I mean, he, he, was was so, he was in other, like... His acting wasn't very good either. Like, granted, he only has a, he has a few lines. The writing right? for his so, character, yeah, I'm going to blame more than him. Garbage. But Tim Curry, though, yeah. was pretty big at the time. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, but back to Penelope Ann Miller as yeah. Margot Lane. I think she does a decent job. She got nominated for, I think, Best Supporting Actress. Not for, not Oscars, okay. like a Saturn Award or something. Yeah. But I was going to say, for sense. this? Right, I'm not going to look But she's up. the only actor in this movie to get nominated for that set of awards. So I, I don't have a problem with her performance. Her character could have been written in more... What's the word I'm looking for? Essential? This is more of a source material question because I don't yeah. know how true she is to this source. Within material. the context of the movie, she works mostly. You guys, Mar- Margot Lane is actually like his top agent. Okay, throughout okay. The, throughout the thing, um, I don't. I wish I knew more about that character specifically, 
But uh, I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't care for the character in movie. I think that this comes back to a writing problem for me personally. I feel like she's too back and forth and not. So she has this underlying psychic ability, which is cool, and it's this fun little thread. Like, oh my dress! I I know. I just picked up this dress last week. I didn't say anything about your dress. Oh, I could have swore you did. Giving us that like ESP, she can read minds thing, and then but she doesn't have a handle on it yet. That's fair. That's perfectly fair. But either way, if you have the innate ability to read minds, you shouldn't be able to have your mind controlled like that. You know what I mean? And and that's my problem. Is like she also rejects the shadow. So Alec Baldwin as the shadow is like, you're going to forget about me, and she's like, why would I do that? You're going to pretend like I never existed. Um, but you do exist. And then... Khan's also more powerful than the Shadow is at the mind manipulation. Okay, that's fine, but where does it stop, though? It does it, it, Like, somebody should... Like, I Somewhere like between Khan and the Shadow. <laughs> you could be fucked with the Shadow. If, okay, but if the Shadow is strong enough to reject it, and she's strong enough to reject the Shadow, then she is also strong enough to reject Khan. That's an A plus B equals C thing. And she just falls right for it, walks in. You think this movie follows logic? I clearly it does not. I just wish that she she would have put up a fight. That's that's all I wanted was her to be like, no, I'm not gonna go kill this guy. No, I'm not gonna go kill the shadow. And then if she cracks and goes and tries to kill the shadow, I'm fine. But the second that Khan gets to her, is like, go kill the shadow, and she like grabs the gun and walks away. I'm like, fucking, where does this guy's power stop? They say weak minded. I, they probably really mean weak will, though, right? Because I mean, he mind controls scientists, which ideally you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't be dumb if you're a scientist, right? Yeah. Like, so it has to be like weak willed individuals, maybe because she's so acceptive to like. Oh, that's fair. Like she look at you, she look at you sh- walking around, shadow. Like, walking around my logic. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> I don't care. His she mind wants the shadow bad. His mind control is like... weird. Like, why doesn't he take control of the guard? Why does he have the guard shoot himself? Because, like, he's building his army of followers, but in the beginning he just has the guard shoot himself, because he's like, join me, or kill yourself, or die, or something. It's actually, I'm not a history buff, but I just listened to a podcast recently on Genghis Khan. I'm sure that's, And that yeah. is, that's what he did, okay. like, when he went into mm-hmm. towns, cities, countries, okay, so that makes, he pretty much was like, join me or die. Right, so that makes more sense, I guess, in the context of it, because I thought it was weird that, like, if you wanted him to join him, you could literally make him join him as we're demonstrating. That's true. 15 times more over in this movie. You had him if you wanted him. So here's... Yes. First of all, yes, that is accurate. Two, your point's not wrong. And I always read that scene... First of all, I at this point, watching it this time around, I was like, oh wait, that isn't actually Genghis Khan? Well, that's confusing. Because the museum cur- curator is like, oh my god, this is a silver casket of Genghis Khan. So when it opens up and it's not Genghis Khan, why? Because he jacked his great uncle's casket. Motherfucking Genghis Powered, he said. Like, three I guess so, so, maybe. Is there yeah. an expo dump for that? Yeah. Okay, I missed because that. I, was, I think I also missed that. I probably took a tiny nap during it. Yeah, I missed that expo dump. Um, okay, fine. Next bit of information. If you think it's Genghis Khan, why are you pulling a gun out on a guy who's dead? Like, what, what is a gun going to do to against a mummy? He's talking at you. He's walking at you. He yeah. got a gun. I'm, it's something just come out of sarca- that's, sarcophagus. That's, I'm pulling a gun on it. Exactly. That's, that's what <laughs> he has why, on his person. That's. But why are you letting him talk? Just fucking start shooting, right? 
So, I'm sorry. If I'm in the fucking Museum of Modern History and King Tut like pops his head up and is like, yo, let's do this thing, I'm going to start swinging. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> it's good to know I should never pull a prank on Corey. And not as a, not as a mummy, anyways. Something I actually do really like about this is uh, the Shadow's admiration for Khan at times, especially with like the the whole city uh, the motel obscuring the motel yeah. like he's he's standing in the middle of the street just like holy crap he totally did this that's amazing and I, I, I like that because it, it shows again like that he he has had that dark heart and he has wanted to sort of use things to his advantage you know against like I guess the common person oh he has which he has in the past you know and I, I really I, I don't know I, th- I thought that was a cool little thing to throw in well even above that like just even from like a good guy standpoint, to have that type of control over the ability to, as he says, quote, hypnotize the entire city, that's pretty fun. Cool. Like, I'll give you that point. Which sure. presumably they've been doing for six years? Yeah. Because that's when he was bought? That's when he purchased the vacant lot. And that's always up to, like, he's always maintaining that which doesn't, telepathy over yeah, which doesn't so wait, 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 wait. idea of his. Is it on the building or is it on the people? I'm very confused. He's altering the people's perception Anyone of that, that area. Block, you can of see that. Land. Oh, I guess it's yeah. only a one block radius. Like, yeah. although Anyone all the people can see it from the skyline because yeah. that building's fucking huge. Yes. Anyone who could essentially see that that building. So it's obscured. the whole city, and but that now undercuts the whole fucking point of him. Why does he need to come in via the fucking casket then? What do you mean? Maybe that's where he gets more power he, from. It's a sarcophagus. He wasn't in the building the whole time. I mean... Well, no, 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 I know. It's the building obscure. So, so, but if he goes into the casket to absorb Khan's power, he did that, came out of the casket to obscure the building six years ago, to go back into the casket to come back to New York? No, he didn't, like... The building's purchased from overseas, so he's he's somehow controlling it from that point, and then... It's a Far East buyer, so... His passport wasn't yes. up to date? I mean, I, just, I need a new way to get in. I need a way to get in. I'm going to go in my, my uncle's casket. I fucking hate Museum this. donations. I hate this part. I hate this part so much. No, that definitely doesn't make sense. Good point on that. It's just too many steps. That's fair. Yeah, if he was in the city the entire time the shadow was there and the shadow had no idea, yeah, that, that would, would make be, more he sense. He waited six years to make his book. Yeah. Or even, or even if it was like... Oh, wait, no, he didn't. The building was there. He walks in obscures the building and then it's like what happened on this block is like I don't know there was a I could have swore there was a hotel here like a week ago huh I guess they ripped the building down and then that random passerby goes on well they said they talked to, uh, also Penelope uh, Margot Wayne investigates yes. everything for him and she said that all the people remember the land being bought or something but they couldn't remember they remember the building being built yeah and they couldn't the remember it being torn down yeah, yeah. When it was torn down, and then the shadow goes, or if. Yeah. Two things about that vacant lot bother me. I hate it when movies treat me like an idiot. So when he first gets out of the cab and he's looking at the vacant lot, we all know it's a vacant lot. And then Peter Boyle comes out <laughs> and goes, it's just a vacant lot. I'm like, I yelled at the screen. I'm like, I know. You don't have to tell me. I get it. I'm looking at a vacant lot. And the scene where he's like, oh my god, I can't believe he did this. I think that falls in the same vein of okay, we get it. We know what he's doing. <laughs> That's less so than Vacant Lot. Is that Lot. the yes. fault of the like 90s writing, though? Probably. Yeah, it was I mean, a different like, time. It was a lazier, weird time. This movie is like spoon-feed. Spoon yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it, like, they spoon-feed a lot of this stuff. And that's that moment of, 
oh my god, I can't believe he did this, is very, in, it's kind of in that same vein of, it's amazing. Yes. Oh my god, it's, it's phenomenal. It's kind of over the top. Yeah. So, to counteract that point, one of the things they, I think that they did really interestingly early on, so after the, the casket pops open, he says, put the gun to your head and pull the trigger, the cops show up, and the one cop is like looking around, kind of investigating, point, like talks to him, he's like, oh, go check that over there. Just like, obviously putting his like right hand up to show the, the ring. I thought that was a really cool, subtle way to be like, okay, we know what this is now. Because they had just given us the, this is the ring, you now work for the shadow. If it lights up, you know, you're now an agent of the shadow. So now you got a bunch of cops running around. His uncle's there looking at a bunch of stuff. And then some different cop points and you just see the ring. Really subtle way of showing you, of progressing the plot, so to speak. Wouldn't you think that would be considered a suicide, not a murder, though? Right? Like, if you're coming onto the Should've scene... Been. Should have been considered so, a like, suicide. So, like, that, that officer says it's a murder, right? Doesn't he say that? He to does. The, to the, he says it the to chief? the... No, he says it to whoever. Oh, he wow. sends, like, through the pneumatic tubes that go from, apparently, the Museum of That's Natural History. the most fucking ridiculous <laughs> pneumatic tube set up I love that, actually. Ever. I, where does it go? You could clearly follow it. it back to his lair. <laughs> it's outside of buildings. It's not at his lair. It's not at his lair. It's not. It's at system. another junction where he has this guy giving, feeding him all the information from the city. All the pneumatic tubes go to this guy. Still, he that guy's life is in grave danger. Presumably, yeah. Well, it was at one point. Shadow saved him. So if you get saved by the shadow, then you owe this to the shadow. You have like a life debt. Yep, you owe a life. You're an indentured servant to the shadow. Is it worth it? <laughs> Probably, because <laughs> no, he doesn't mean, seem to make anyone do a lot at one time. Well, Except for Peter Boyle. Make, but right, but right. he's probably paying him. I mean, he's rich. This guy's got to learn how to drive. I mean... <laughs> yeah, that guy was, was, in New York City, <laughs> that's how you drive. Stereotypical taxi. No, I'm not saying Peter Boyle needs to learn how to drive. He, he's fine. I think the Shadow needs to learn how to drive and give Peter Boyle a break. Oh, I think that he's he... He's got to figure out stuff with his mind. He can't be doing that in driving. Yes, I, he can. Yeah. He's got to get in the zone. I think he does it specifically because it's... Well, the easiest zone. way to hide in New York City. I almost said it. You can manipulate you I said AutoZone because it was a car. <laughs> I, st- I stopped myself. <laughs> no, I think, he, I think he uses the taxi strictly because when you think New York City, you think taxis. Right. So it's like, a, a, it's a blending, it's, it's a shadow in inside of a shadow. Yeah, it's hiding in plain sight. There's poor Peter Boyle sitting there, nice evening alone with his wife, listening to the radio. Then a note gets slid on the door and he's like, <sighs> Is it from the bowling league again? <laughs> Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he seems to enjoy love himself. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, he's he's probably retired. He needs something to do. He gets to I, drive the shadow around. And the and the one where he's got like two people in the back and he's like whipping around corners and running red lights. Get out. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> and if you actually if you look at the, like they show the top of the cab a few times and it's different than all the other cabs that they pass throughout the street. So like he may very well be retired and that's just that's just the design of the, the yeah. car they have. That's so good he, point. He, yeah, he, he it's his cab. cab. <laughs> he bought a car through the cab thing on top. That one scene though where the body falls and he's reading the book and he's like I sense someone coming <laughs> and then the body hits and he sprints to the body looks at it and then goes back yeah. inside. Yeah. Well, did you see the book? Did you see the book he was reading? What was it? It, it was, was something like, about being psychic. Yeah. Okay. Was, yeah. So opening he's just, your mind or something. Opening your mind to like being a psychic or some shit like that. So he's trying to be psychic. He's like, I feel someone coming. <laughs> and then it hits. So it's... it's Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. To uh, jump back to Tim Curry and uh, Ian McKellen, 
There are times throughout this movie, and I had it really loud. I still couldn't understand what Ian McKellen was saying. Like, his character was so, like, um... Soft-spoken. Timid, and just, yeah, soft-spoken. All you need to know is he makes a bomb, and he doesn't understand the difference between red and green. Is he colorblind, or he just doesn't understand the difference between red and green? I think if he's, he just he's doesn't understand, right? I hope so, because if he doesn't understand the difference between red and green, he's that good of a scientist, he fucking made, a, like, a wrong turn somewhere. How do you not fucking understand? Like, the red, the, the red and the green can't be mixed, and you mix the red and the green because you don't understand what the fucking colors are, then... Yeah, it's just a, it's a weird it's gimmick. You're either colorblind or really, really weirdly, selectively forgetful. I love the fact that that line comes back at the end. I do like when they introduce something and then right. it that is true. brings it back. It fits there. It's almost always the green one. <laughs> That's red! But he and says it so calmly, and there's like one second left. Yeah. <laughs> and she like reaches over and just rips the green one out. That bomb had a mind of its own, too. Yeah. Yeah, that was really <laughs> slapstick and just odd comedy. It's rolling up and down the stairs. It's upstairs. Indiana <laughs> yeah. Jones did this. Let's have it roll around. Yeah, and then when it crashes through the elevator gate, and he goes on it, then she goes on it, and it starts to break. Get off! Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, if they fucking let it go, then the that last giant two metal seconds... No, she should sure get off. It's good to support the weight of one person. She's, like, hovering over. Yeah, if she got <laughs> off... Then he would have slipped the red wire, and they all would have died. We're not here to talk about no, this he movie. No, cuts, he, he cuts the... Uh, he cuts the red one. Yeah. Thinking it's green. No, 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 He doesn't no. cut it. He doesn't. She reaches over and rips the green one out. Yeah, he's like, going to cut She's like, no, it's red. And she oh, stops him. No, that's after the fact. No. 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 We can pull this up right now. Yes, we can. Yeah, I think we should. She, 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 she defuses no, the bomb. That's how the bomb He says, it's always the green wire. Goes to cut the red one. She rips the green one out and says, don't no, clip it. No. That's a good point, just because I looked at that. They show the the bomb, like, casing and the wires, and that wire's not cut, but I I did not catch that she ripped that out. Yeah. Yeah, that's how they I don't think you bomb. see it, but she has it in her hand. Oh. Get some background music. Okay. So we saw that she rips yeah. the green one out. Right fan. as he was almost yeah. about to cut the red one. Okay. Now that the fan's off, we say it again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but uh, Tim Curry. Yes. Big fan of Tim Curry. Me too. Generally, no issues. Like, do they do they hire Tim Curry just knowing they they need like o- two over the top scenes with like the one in the weird water tower and the end where he's just shooting the Tommy gun? Maybe. And like he's foaming at the mouth, for, you know, his mind has clearly been warped. He's underutilized yeah. for a, t- a Tim Curry role. Yeah, definitely. The other thing too is like there's this weird moment which I actually kind of. Um, Appreciate it because you don't get to see it with Tim Curry very often. Like he's usually playing the over the top character, where he's like, "You thought you were going to be a king," and he like grabs his face and starts like moving it around. You like ne- I feel like I never see Tim Curry get physically manipulated like that in a movie, and it fly. Because like, usually the guy doing in, in that. command. Yes, yeah. that's fair. this is a yeah. This is a mix. Uh, yeah, he's change up for him. He's and never even, the underling. Yeah, and he, and even if he is being like quote unquote dominated, it's always verbally. Like think about that scene in Congo, where he's like, put down the cake and like pick up the cake, put down the cake. That scene early on in the movie, like that's all verbal, not physical. Like I've never seen somebody like essentially put their hands on Tim Curry's skull and move it around like he's a fucking predator. Like, do I want this skull on my mantle? To be fair, the Senate of Genghis Khan also supernatural powers. Tom Khan. Tom Khan. Tom Khan. It's 
It's it's close enough to... It's like Sean Khan, something like that. Rhymes. Eli. It's, it's Eli a, <laughs> Eli Musk? No, it's a... Yeah. <laughs> it's Shawan Khan. Shawan Khan. Not the name I would have guessed, but moving on. It's close enough to Tom. But not quite Genghis. Makes sense. So as far as your vigilantes go, do you prefer a vigilante who kills? Or, or see, like, personally, as far as DC goes, Batman's my, my main... My main squeeze, you know, I get but you. Uh, I do. I love the shadow. I love the fact that he's just out there killing the bad guys because sometimes the bad guys need to die. You gotta put down the rabid dog sometimes. It's the it's the Punisher question, right? Right. It, it's it or it's the Punisher versus Batman question, right? right? Where the Punisher is just gonna fucking murk you, even if you're a good guy underneath, but you're working for the bad guys, you're still gonna get put down. And the correct answer is middle ground. Yeah, for sure, because Batman's gonna let the Joker live every time. Right. And the you, Joker has killed thousands yeah. upon thousands yeah. of people. The Joker has no remorse. Sh- the Joker should be dead, and that random soldier that he has a conversation with in like the tunnels, in the Punisher probably shouldn't die. You know, it kind of goes both ways. Um, and I think that the Shadow kind of does split that difference fairly close, right? So the mob guy who's about to kill the scientist early on is like, "Go confess." No, you're not going to confess? I'm going to threaten to kill you. Oh, now you're going to confess? Okay, good. But then when it comes to Khan's henchmen that aren't going to turn around and be good anyways, fuck it, kill them. Doesn't matter. The Mongolians. Yeah. Or Tim Curry, for that matter. This is your exit? I always forget that he had the guns. They come out so infrequently. It's like the Phantom. Phantom. When it's like, okay, use it. Like <laughs> he shoots so many bullets into the so concrete, fast into the but con- into the concrete like yep. slippers. I'm like, how did you not actually yeah. hit his feet at one too. of those bullets? It's really thick concrete. They just come out like. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> and is that overacting with like the arm motion too? Like in uh, Boondock Saints. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and there's two. Um, unintentional comedy scenes for me. Okay. Just r- real quick. Alright, when he gets the daggers thrown at the at his shadow, d- did he notice what the shadow's doing at that moment? First, he's flying around the room, hitting everybody and kicking ass, and then when like, the, the light's on it, the, I, again, this is going to be bad audio, but he's like... <laughs> he's <laughs> gyrating back and forth think for no any, reason. Think of Peter Pan when... Peter Pan realizes that his shadow is a different is a different person. It's the same thing, where it's like as soon as we realize that the shadow has a mind of its own, and like we look at it, it like jumps into a weird pose, like pretends like it's not there. But he's and like moving back and forth, he's almost dancing. Yeah, it was so. And I I, I laughed at that. And then the other scene with uh, Margo and him are like I guess in his house, and uh, he goes look into my eyes, and she and he turns around. And she's like, eh. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with his face at that point, too. Yeah, his eyes don't even they were super dying. <laughs> yeah, but she's just like, ah. they're so blue. Check this out. Does the dagger in the beginning of the movie does it go into his thigh, like Ace Ventura? Yes, yes. Because that's immediately what I thought of, and I burst out laughing at that scene. And he even screamed. Ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely wish we got more of the uh, temple and like his training. Oh yeah, uh, they could have cut out some later crap in this movie. And I thought you were saying that you wanted to watch Ace Ventura, in which case I agree. I favorite, least favorite. 
Favorite, least favorite. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's already touched on my favorite. This one aspect of my favorite, too, is a very nice, subtle effect that they had. They had um, the light go over Alec Bald, the top part of his face, to mimic the shadow mask, so the bottom part's in the shadow and the top part's in the light. Very well done. I think that's the best effect we get in the movie, to be honest uh, with were you. Looking, uh, were we talking about when we see him change into the shadow in the backseat of the cab? No, the, the, the restaurant, restaurant scene, yeah. Right. Okay. Just like your mind's so easy to read, yeah, or, or something like that. And, and then you get that visual. I'm like, oh, that that was pretty perfect. So your mind's an open book. Then learn how to read. That's the other one. So that that goes into my favorite. Do you want everyone to do their favorite, or do you yeah. do favorite? Yeah, favorite? favorites favorites around. All right, I got two. So I love the dream sequence. I don't necessarily like Margot Lane's sexual sort of <laughs> explanation of what's going on, but I love I love practical effects in movies and like the. When he reaches in and like he starts to pull his face off and it's con underneath, I love that. I, I thought that was really cool looking. I also I think the idea of having a whole city mapped out with like his secret tunnels and everyone like he has a he has a spy everywhere. I love that idea too. So I kind of I kind of like both of those. I like the fact that when he is the shadow, we're talking like bandana, top hat, cape, it. The top half of his face does not look like Alec Baldwin. No. Like, it looks like a completely different person. I appreciate that, because as a fan that critiques that stuff, when Robin puts on the little eye thing, I'm like, well, you still know that's fucking Robin. Or when Clark Kent takes off his glasses, I'm like, well, that's still fucking Clark Kent. You know, if Sequel takes off his glasses, I still know that it's Sequel. Oh my god, who's this shit, stranger? Who the fuck is this guy? Superman? <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, so the fact that they actually went through that extra step and made the rest of his face look completely different, I appreciated that. Uh, my favorite is the fact that Lamont Cranston shows up as one of the agents of the Shadow to visit Dr. Tam to get the metal analyzed. Because, like, that's really cool. He's sending himself because he has no idea who the Shadow is. That's actually a good point. That was, yeah, fun. That was cool. I was like, that's pretty clever. That's, that's one cool of the, the cool things this movie does. Or Thank atomic you. bomb. <laughs> Hey, that's catchy. <laughs> and that's right. This takes place in the 30s before the fucking atomic bomb is created. Yep, right. That's why it's so in, um, historically accurate. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's such an innovative idea. Uh, least favorite. Joey touched on it earlier. It's the white text on the black screen. Oh, God, it's so f- bad. Yeah, that's my least favorite, 100%. It doesn't fit. Bullshit. Second, second to least favorite. And it's it's... Again, the training would have been nice to see. Yeah. And it might have been one of the better parts of the movie. Probably. A little training montage? Any training montage fits in any movie. Gets your, it gets your pumps for the rest of the movie. It does. Get a little bit better every time. It's really close to the beginning of the movie. It would have fit in nicely, but nope, we just get... Here's what happened. <laughs> I do agree uh, to an extent. I also have to say the, the whole him as a warlord is kind of terrible. It's just it's it's weirdly done. Uh, the the scenes are sh- are strange. The the props are weird, and just like his look in general is just I don't know. They didn't put a lot of effort into filming that scene. Yeah, they, it definitely it definitely seems that way. Also, the guy that gets sh- that gets shot through the through his uncle or a friend or whatever that's the guy from Balls of Fury, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm like I knew I know him from. Like, he's a character actor in movies, for sure. <laughs> I recognize him from Not Balls of Fury. I recognize him from something else. I can't put my finger on what it is right now. 
It doesn't matter. Well, you can tell us right now. Who's your least favorite? I will. Um, I have major issues with some of the historical context and, more importantly, the continuity thing that we brought up with the hotel being gone for six years, but yet he had to be in the sarcophagus to get into the country. So why? I just... It, it, it's too much to overlook. It's, it's as if they were like, oh, this is going to be a problem. It's fine. It was an hour ago. Nobody's going to remember it. Well, I fucking remembered it. And now you have to try to write that off. Followed closely behind by the black screen white text and the stealing of a Star Wars sentence. I think that's going to do it for our talk of the movie. So now everyone's favorite part, I guess. I've never (laughs) told anyone about it. But here's where we rate the movie that we reviewed, which this time was The Shadow, if you haven't been paying attention for the past hour plus. How we do that is we give an the movie, a number of infinity stones from one to six. One is the low end, six is the high end. If you give a movie six stones, you can also give it a gauntlet for the highest score possible. I don't envision that happening. <laughs> what we're going to do now is tell you our stone scores for The Shadow. Which one of you guys went for last time? I did. Okay, so Corey, you're up. Are you sure? I did, um... What no, you, I know, oh. I'm just saying. I'm just, are you sure I'm going to go Reconsider. <laughs> no, I'll happily go. Like I said at the top... I had I have an affinity for this movie. I watched it a lot as a kid. I loved it as a kid, and I don't fucking know why. I think if there ever is a time machine, I'm going to go back and slap Childhood Corey. Or slap the movie right out of my hands and be like, find something better. Read a book! <laughs> <laughs> Actually read this summer. Uh, no. But yeah, I, I don't know. It, it just doesn't do it for me. It's Despite it having some glimmering moments, there's too much... Too many problems for me to, to give it a good rating. I don't ever really want to watch it again. Uh, it's going to get two stones from me. Sequel, what say you? I'm right there with you at two stones. Again, it's my first time seeing it. I associate this movie with a painful part of my childhood. Which was... <laughs> <laughs> the physical, physical pain, too, at that point. I've it's never, emotional now. I've never seen this on TV. Flipping through channels, no. I've never seen it on. So I don't think I'll ever get the opportunity to watch it. Again, this was actually kind of hard to find for me. I went to my local library, because I do that for this show now, <laughs> and I didn't have it in any format. You mean someone else already had it checked out? No. I even... Uh, I'm like, Corey still has it checked out <laughs> from when he was a kid. Yeah. I, I was in the library, like, uh, someone's like, can I help you? I'm like, do you have the Shadow DVD? And they're like, what? So I looked it up. It was like, any of these? I'm like, no. <laughs> that was it. What we do in the shadows... Shadow Run. So yeah, two stones. It's it's uh, mildly entertaining. There's just a lot of flaws, and um, it certainly fits in that historical fantasy corny realm. So, John, you're up. Oh, uh, I actually didn't know I was gonna be reading. Um, okay, I I have to agree to, uh, with both of you guys, honestly. But um, I think I want to give it a three. As a kid, I loved it, and even as an adult, with all the crap that is clearly in this movie. I finished it, and I was just like, oh, that went surprisingly quick. And I could easily watch it again. Like, I I love Alec Baldwin. I think he's a fantastic actor, even when he's not acting well. <laughs> and uh, I, I love the character of The Shadow. I would love to see this remade. But yeah, I think three. I'm all in for a remake. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one. I'll, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I do think a uh, like a Netflix thing would probably be best, though, instead of like a, a movie. Dude, I'm fine with a single season. I... I Take one and there. done. Yeah. They're, you're okay with being one and done. It's okay to have one season and be done with it and move on and never see it again. 
There's yeah. no problem with that. That's an okay thing to do. And I think this is a perfect example. Awesome. Twelve one I hour. I said episodes. that in this episode. Did you? Yes. God damn it! I meant to bring it up then. Then. Yeah, so back to you, Joe. <laughs> Thanks, John. Yeah, not a huge fan of this movie. Watched it while tired. Didn't do myself any favors for it. But parts of it are boring. It's not as bad of a movie as I thought it was going to be. I expected this to be a clear-cut one-stoner, based on the things that I've read about it, I guess. It's not that bad. It has some cool ideas in it, so I'm comfortable giving it the extra stone with two. I'm definitely not paying to see this movie again, so unless it's on TV, I'm probably not checking it out again. So yeah, two stones seems fair to me. Thanks for tuning in to our episode on The Shadow. Before we let you know how you can get into contact with us... I think John, for suffering through the heat in the room where he used to live, <laughs> would you like guys, to let you know about his podcast. Joe warned me about this, and I uh, I clearly forgot what it's like in here. So I do an anime podcast called Ghost in the Cloud, an anime podcast. Uh, it's essentially what you guys do here, but uh, we, we talk about anime every week. We cover a different movie or show, which is surprisingly difficult at times, And uh, but it's fun. We actually just did one on Megalbox, which I mentioned earlier, and... Um, Check it out. Uh, you can find us on really anything. Twitter. We're on Twitter. We're on social media. We're on iTunes, Google Play, and so on. So check us out. Ghost in the Cloud. What's your handle on there? At G-I-T-C Anime. There you go. Yes. Yeah, I would never have found that. Yeah. I did not said it, so I'm glad. I'm glad we actually got there. I'll follow right now. It's a play on uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. They're located up in the cloud. Yeah, we're in the cloud, baby. Which is nothing if not a giant ghost for all of us humans. <laughs> Now for us, as usual, let us know what you thought about The Shadow, or how you got a sweet membership to that Cobalt Club. Send that in an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom! I wouldn't get a better firework. <laughs> I was, I was kind of hoping for the firework, if I'm being honest. I'll edit one in. Thank you. Maybe. Keep on the lookout on Twitter. We should be sending up a, what do you call it, survey soon. Probably not, obviously not for next week, because we're doing Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I feel like the week afterwards, or the week after that. It's going to be in a, for in a few weeks. It is a few weeks away? Yeah. Either Probably way. Probably do it on the way. I'm, I'll, I'll put it up on the week I'm on vacation. Oh, perfect. Okay. Follow us on Twitter. Keep your eyes out on the surveys. Uh, we're at ZTH Podcast. Take a picture of your shadow and send it to us on Instagram at ZTH Podcast. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash ZTH Podcast, or search for us on Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes, and in ES. And find us on the iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and if you want a review, like our new friend Kaswa. Thanks, Kaswa. Appreciate that one. And if that's too much work, tell people about it. You can all get special rings that light up when you're listening to ZTH. Really? If they want to make them, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to stop them. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Do you go with phantom ring or shadow ring? I'm thinking Ooh, like, design. Like, well, there's only one phantom ring. What is that? What is that? Uh, there's only one Captain phantom Planet. ring. Oh, Captain Planet. Captain Planet. There's only five of those. <laughs> we need a limited rings, guys. It's like sonic rings. Ooh. Wow. There you go. You can't really wear those, but you can collect them. You can absorb them. <laughs> you can absorb them. <laughs> like Kirby. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in for episode on the shadow. Next time, we're going to be doing Ant-Man and the Wasp. Back to new releases. Tune into that one. Should be fun. I've heard it's good. We'll find out. I'm sure it'll be at least fun. See you next time. And on behalf of everyone else, it's my job to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. The Shadow might have been for young Corey and John. It was. You, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. up there. I was really excited to watch this movie until... You, you come off of the two Batman movies and you're kind of just like in the zone for another... Oh, God, yeah. Alec Baldwin, I'm in. <laughs> and good night, everybody. 
But, um... They're doing their finale. Thank God. I hope. Because <laughs> we'll find the fuck out. Joe's just constantly farting, actually. <laughs> That's all this is. I wait. At this point... It's, it's yeah. your call at this point. It's already uh, been happening enough. enough. Oh, Alright, right, wait. That, like, <laughs> that definitely sounds like the finale. Asshole. You scumbag. Alright.